We're going to be looking at a couple of verses of Scripture in uh, Genesis chapter 1 in just a moment. Genesis chapter 1. Someone's asked me about <clears throat> pastor appreciation. Uh, Cindy was asking me right before church about the pastor appreciation. I said, I didn't know about it. And they said, Cindy said, I think they announced it last week in church. I said, well, I guess a lot of times I don't pay attention, okay? So now we know that pastor appreciation is next Sunday. And... Uh, we just appreciate you guys. I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed to work with you guys, and, and we just uh, so thankful for what God allows us to do, that he gives us an opportunity. It's good to have Debbie in here with us today. And, uh, you know, some, <laughs> someone thought, so that sounds kind of funny when you say it's good to have Debbie with us today, the pastor's wife. Uh, she does come to church, okay? Uh, she's here every single week. She, she shows up. But most of the time, she's back in the kids' ministry. And uh, so, Debbie, appreciate you. You got anything you want to say today or anything? Or if you want to, <laughs> more, than, more than welcome. You can hand her a microphone. All right. Genesis chapter 1. Appreciate Debbie. Amen. You did a great job. Give her a big hand. Pastor Debbie. Pastor Debbie. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. This is the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless. It was empty. Darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. Let there, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. We're talking about being all in uh, for God. And Ethan gave you a great challenge today when he was receiving the offering that God wants us to serve him with our entire being, with our entire heart, by following Jesus Christ and accepting him as our Lord and Savior. Uh, I, I was thinking about it as I began to work on this message, I began to think about children. And, you know, uh, the way children play is a lot different than it was when I was a kid. Nowadays, kids play by uh, watching screens and getting online and, and uh, gaming. Even, even some adults spend a lot of time uh, gaming children. But, but it's a lot different whenever I was growing up because kids actually went outside and played uh, with actual physical things like uh, toys, uh, cars, all kinds of things. Uh, we played out in the streets, uh, kick the can and capture the flag and hide and go seek or army uh, or I know it's not politically correct, cowboys and Indians but we weren't too politically correct back then. And uh, just we, we or just went into the woods and went exploring. I was thinking about one of the things, and I actually went to Walmart a few minutes ago. I tried to buy one. I couldn't even find one. Uh, we used to put model cars together. Anyone here ever put model, model cars together? You had to be, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just a, a little more... Uh, uh, in tune with details to put a model car together because it came in a box with, as a, as a, you know, as a child, it seemed like it had hundreds of pieces. 
And you had to have some degree of skill and some degree of patience to put this model car together. And the first thing you needed to do was get the instructions out and follow them ex exactly, explicitly. And part of the process was painting. You would paint the different parts of the car. Because back in the day, they, were, they just came out with white plastic. And so you'd have to paint the engine parts and the interior of the car and all these different things. And you have to wait for them to dry. And then you would start assembling the car. And all the while, you're looking at the instructions. You're, you're looking at what goes with where and how you put it together and how you glue it together and, and how, it, how it would uh, uh, be a completed pro pro uh, project. And, and the thing, the end, the end project told you exactly how well that you had completed the assignment or the project according to the instructions. You know, life is kind of like putting that, putting that uh, model car kit together. That God has given us an instruction manual, which is his word. And I, I heard a statistic that said the average Christian isn't even reading the Bible. You know, don't blame me. That's what Barna said. That we talk about it, we talk about the instruction manual, we come to church and the pastor says a few things about the instruction manual, but we're failing many times to get out the book, to get out the Bible and to read it for ourselves. In fact, there's some churches and they'll tell you, don't read the Bible, we'll tell you everything that you need to know about it. But I'm big on, on you reading your Bible, Okay. I'm big on you finding out exactly what it is that you stand for and what you believe in. So my encouragement to you today is get out the instruction manual, get the Word of God out, whether it's on your phone or it's on wherever, wherever it is, if it's an actual physical Bible, get it out and begin to read it because it is the, the instruction manual. And there's an order that God has planned for you and I to, to, to follow. Because God is a God of order. God created order in the universe during, at, at the, from the initial, from the beginning. We see order in the creation. In six, six days, God created all things. And I'm not here to, to exactly tell you how he did it, okay? I'm not here today to, to talk about new earth or old earth or whatever the case may be. But the Bible says that God created all things in six days, and how he did that, I don't exactly know, but there was an order. On day one, the Bible says that he created the heavens and the earth. He shaped the earth. He separated the day from the night. He created light. On day number two, he separated the heavens from the earth. He created the, the sky and the bio, and God said it was good. On day three, he set the boundaries of the oceans. He created sea and brought forth plants and trees, and God saw that it was good. On day four, God created the sun, the moon, the stars. He set forth the, the seasons, the days, the years, and God saw that it was good. On day five, God created fish and birds, and he saw that, they, that it was all good. On day six, he created every kind of animal, small and large, wild and domestic, 
to fill the earth. And then God said, let us create man in our own image. God said this, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, the three persons of the, of the, of the Trinity, said this, let us make man in our own image. And God took dust and he shaped it and formed it and made man. And then he breathed life in and man became a living soul. And the Bible says, God saw it and it was good. And then day seven, God rested. God is a God of order. God planted a garden in Eden. And God ordered Adam to take dominion over the garden and even to name every single animal. God is a God of order. God created order. God said this, it's not good for man to be alone. So he caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he took one of his ribs. You say, that is absolutely ridiculous. Hey, God said it. I didn't say it. God said it. And he created a woman and brought her to man, and the two of them became one flesh. And then God commanded them to be fruitful and to multiply, to populate the earth. And God gave Adam and Eve every tree and plant to nourish him. But God told Adam and Eve, he said, you must not eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in that day, you shall surely die. You see, there's an order, there's a purpose for everything that God does. God's a God of order. God created order. You say, Pastor Bob, my life is chaos. Well, the Bible says this, that the rain falls on the just and on the unjust. And I'll talk to you about chaos in just a little bit. But God is a God of order. His order is simple. God says it, and that settles it. Now, that doesn't set well with a lot of people today. Because folks say, well, listen, God's not going to tell me what to do. But God created order. Satan creates chaos. Okay? If you've got chaos in your life right now, that's not a product of God. That chaos comes from the devil. He creates chaos. You know, we've, we have reached a point in our society where there's no right and there's no wrong. Every act is subject to personal opinion. In fact, if you tell someone what the Word of God says is right or wrong, you will probably be, probably be called a bigot. You can be ridiculed. You will be condemned. You might even, someone might even attempt to ruin you financially and personally because it is not correct to tell people that God has an order, but he's God. He's God. And if we'll begin to remember that, God, and know this, that God is not subject to our opinions. God's word will stand. The Bible tells us this. Let God be the truth and every man a liar. You see, God creates order, but Satan creates chaos. And we suffer the consequences of chaos when we, we reject the word of God. I think about Adam and Eve, okay? God said, don't. You may partake of everything. Everything is for your benefit. Everything will nourish you. Everything I've given to feed you. But, but the devil came along. God creates order. The devil creates chaos. And the devil came in and he began to tempt. First of all, he tempted Eve. 
And he said, God is trying to lie to you. God is trying to cheat you. God, is, God doesn't love you. He just wants to ruin your life. He came with questions. He came with chaos. And Adam and Eve gave in to the chaos. They rejected the word of God. They rejected God's order. And they suffered the consequences. And God evicted them from the Garden of Eden. But praise God, Jesus Christ has come. And Jesus Christ came and, he, and because of his death on the cross and because of his resurrection and because today he sits at the right hand of the Father, he has came, come to reconcile us to God the Father. And God wants to bring order into your life through Jesus Christ, his son. You see, God wanted to order Adam's steps. And just like that today, God wants to direct you. God wants to order your steps and if you will give God permission, God will lead you in your life. God creates order. The devil creates chaos. Psalms chapter, chapter 37, verse 23 says this, The Lord directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every detail of their life. Recently, I talked to a friend of mine who wondered why some of his loved ones seemed to have a life that was full of bad luck. He said, man, they just, they have, they have so much bad luck. There's so much bad stuff that happens to, to them. I just can't understand. And he was confused by that. But God creates order. And we give God permission to lead us in his order and to lead us in our lives and to give us wisdom and knowledge of what we need to do and how we need to navigate our way through life. As I've already said, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And God, in the midst of chaos, that God can come down and give us direction and he can give us understanding. So this morning, I've talked to you about two things. First of all, God creates order. Secondly, Satan creates confusion. My, my question to you, to you this morning, the third point, and it's the thing I really want to talk to you about this morning, is this. Who or what are you following? Who or what are we following? Who or what are we listening to? Who or what is leading us in our life? Is it common sense? Is it popular opinion or social media? or political systems, or internet conspiracy, who or what is leading your life? There's something that's guiding you along the pathway of life. And I want you to understand this, that God creates order, Satan creates chaos. Who and what are you following? Who or what are you listening to? Who or what are you believing in? And I want to encourage you once again to look to the things of God and to look to the Word of God. We find a story in John chapter 5. Verse number 1 says this. It says, Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days, and inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches, Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the, on the porches. And one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him, 
He knew he'd been ill for a long time, and Jesus asked him, would you like to get better? When Jesus saw this man, this crippled man, lying beside the pool of Bethesda, crippled for 38 years, imagine that. Jesus asked him, he had compassion on the man, and Jesus asked him a strange question. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get better? You've been laying there for such a long time. In fact, someone's got to help you and someone's got to carry you to this place. Do you want to get better? That seems like a strange question to a man that had been crippled for 38 years. And the man said yes, and Jesus healed the man. And you'll find this. If you will get into the Word of God and you'll begin to read it, you will find that on many occasions... Before Jesus healed someone, that he would ask them, or before Jesus performed a miracle, you will find that he asked them in many situations and many cases, do you want to get better? He would ask them. And every time in Scripture, I don't recall one person ever saying, no, we don't want to get better. But he would ask them, do you want to get well? Do you want to get better? He would ask them. And they would say, yes. Years ago... And there might be one or two people in here that can still remember it. I know there's a couple. I know Katina, I know Katina and TJ can remember it. We had church in the American Legion. A couple of you guys can remember that. And uh, <clears throat> we had church over there. And on many occasions, or on, on a few different occasions, there was a lady that was homeless that lived in the woods around the American Legion. And her name was Travis Cahill. Cahill. Travis Cahill was her name. And she would come, a lot of times she'd come after the church service was over. She wouldn't really come to church. She would come after the service was over. And she would talk to us. And she would ask, she'd say, do you think you could bring me some food? And we said, yeah. And so the next day I would come over there and I would bring her food. And the next time I saw her, I would we'd see her and I would say, meet us at such and such place. We would bring her food. And on one, one, at least one particular occasion, I told Travis, I said, we would like to help you get off the streets. We would like to help you from living in the woods. And here's what that lady told me. She said, I am perfectly happy with my life. I am perfectly happy and content living in the woods. I am perfectly happy and content being homeless. You know what she was telling me? I said, do you want to get better? And here's what she's saying. No, I don't want to get better. I'm perfectly satisfied with where I'm at right now. You see, that homeless lady is like a lot of people today. They say, well, thank you very much, but no thanks. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not interested in. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people don't, don't get me wrong today. Don't misunderstand me today. There's people that come to church every single week. And you know, Jesus is reaching out. The Holy Spirit is dealing with them. And the Holy Spirit is saying this, do you want to get better? Do you want to get better? And what we're saying with our lifestyle, what we're saying with our choices on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even most of Sunday, we're saying, no, Jesus, I really don't want to get better. I just showed up to see a couple of my friends here. I really, I'm perfectly content where I'm at right now. I'm perfect, perfectly content with what I'm doing right now. But God, 
creates order and Satan creates chaos. Now we want, we want some order in our life, but it just what we want is we want, we want just enough order to keep things you know, tidy and straightened out in our life. We want just enough order where our, where our kids behave. Okay, we want just enough, just just enough order where our children can stay out of jail. <laughs> okay, we want just enough order where a husband comes home sober on Friday night from work. We want a little bit of order, but God creates order and the devil creates chaos. We can we put up with a little bit of chaos today. Satan tells people like he told Eve, God is lying to you, God is cheating you, God is going to ruin your life, don't let that preacher tell you what to do, don't listen to that message. (laughs) God creates order, Satan creates chaos. I have a good friend of mine, he's passed away. He loved literally loved to talk about things of God. In fact, he had an extensive library of Bible, all kinds of Bible encyclopedias, Bible dictionary, uh, all kinds of Bible commentaries. When he passed away, I got all his books. He loved to talk about the things of God. I really feel like the guy was called to preach. I feel like I feel like as a teenager, God called him into ministry, and he knew that he had this calling upon his life. But the problem was, all he wanted to do was talk about God. There was no release in his whole lifestyle. There was no all-in for him. It was just, I'm, I'm part of the way in. I'm part of the way. God's given me a little bit of order, but I just want a little order, and, I, and God's helping me, and, you know, just, just to keep enough chaos out of my life where I can stay out of jail, okay? Successful people don't just talk about God. They build their life upon the Lord. Successful people listen to to God. They, They obey God. They obey the word of God. They seek after God's order in their life. And I began to think about this as I was putting this message together. What in the world is success? Success does not come overnight. Success is a product of a decades-long process. We have got people, Debbie and I have got people in our life that we know, that talk to us all the time, and they say, you know what, Bob and Debbie, if we had a great marriage like like you've got, if we had wonderful children like you've got... (laughs) If we had the perfect life like you've got, man, we'd be just as successful as you are. You don't know what kind of hell she's had to put up with. (laughs) She's smiling right now, but there's a lot of times she's not. (laughs) It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. It's a struggle sometimes, you know, with our, with our children. It's a struggle. It's a, there's Sunday mornings I don't feel like coming to church. <laughs> there's Friday mornings I get up and I don't want to work on a message. 
You know, there's days I don't want to read the Bible. There's days I don't want to talk to God. It's just like, I just, things aren't going really good with us right then, <laughs> you know. But we do it anyway. We go after God anyway. You know why? Because we know this. God creates order and the devil creates chaos. So who, where, where am I going? Order, chaos. Which direction am I heading? I'm going that way. <laughs> I'm going that way. I'm all in that way. I'm not seeking after his chaos. And there's things in our life, folks, that we need to get rid of because it's taking us that way. It's taking us toward chaos. Oh, it's, it's manageable. It's manageable. But I'm going here. God, God gives order. I want God to lead me in my life. I want God to give me order. Order is not an accident. Real success comes through Jesus Christ. Real success has nothing to do with riches or worldly wealth. The world has chaos, but God's people enjoy order. And order is not an accident. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. It says, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. If you want order in your life, we must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will never tell you to do something that's contrary to the Word of God. Okay? That's how you know. Do I know if it's of God or not? Well, is it, how's it speaking in, in line and direction with the Word of God? How's it speaking there? The Holy Spirit, God wants to lead you. If you're a Christian, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit came into your life and made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you're a born-again believer, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. Jesus went to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit's living and dwelling on the inside of you. I was, I was at my dentist one day. And, you know, when people find out that I am a minister, their conversation gets real spiritual. So, I'm, you know, I, my dentist, he's got me all numbed up and he's doing something in there, you know. And he's talking to me. He said, you know, he's working on me. And, you know, when he's talking, I can't, I can't talk back very good. He's, you know. He said, you know that little voice inside of your head? Oh, yeah. He said, everyone calls you your conscience again. He said, you know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is dealing with every one of us. The Holy Spirit is speaking to every one of us. Are we listening? God takes delight in ordering the steps of godly men and women. God takes delight in ordering every portion of our life today. And God is trying to deal with us. And God, is, God wants to bring order. He creates order. So let's walk toward order. Let's walk toward the, the things of God today. If you want to live a life of order, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But God will not force his order in your life. John chapter 15 verse 5 says this. Yes, I'm the vine. Jesus told his disciples, this is just the night before he was crucified. Jesus said, yes, I'm the vine. You're the branches and those who remain in me and I in them, 
will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, there's no order without Jesus. Nothing is really accomplished without Jesus. Now, now there are people, there are people today that are not even Christians. They live by godly principles, okay? They have godly morality. And because they live by godly principles and they live by the Ten Commandments, you know what? They're blessed. Say, how's that possible? Because God is a God of order and they walk toward order. There's other people Their whole life is trying to figure out how to cheat someone, how to steal, how to rip someone off, how to get by with something, and they constantly move toward chaos. Okay? God is a God of order. God creates order, and I want to go after him. No order without Jesus. I'm getting ready to close. Psalms chapter 1. Band, you can come today. Psalms chapter 1 says this, and maybe next week we'll talk about this, this verse, this passage, because it's just full of so much stuff. In fact, I think this is where we will begin next week. Psalms chapter 1, verse, verse 1 says this, Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But the wicked are not like, are they like worthless chaff. They're scattered by the wind. You see, the word of God will bring order into your life. There will be no order without being planted in the Lord. There's order by finding joy in the things of God, by finding joy in the words of Jesus Christ today. So this morning, as we end this message, I want you to look at your life, think about your life, think about where you're at today, and ask yourself the question, do I want to get better? Do I want to get well? Or am I just satisfied? I'm I'm satisfied where I am right now. I'm satisfied at this point. Yes, I'm I'm not necessarily all the way in, but I'm part of the way in. And listen, the Lord is very patient with us. You know that? God is so long-suffering with us. He is patient. He loves us so much. He is so gracious. He is so merciful to us. But we're not hurting God. When, When we're only partially in, we're not hurting God. We're only hurting ourselves. I think about Adam and Eve, you know. Adam and Eve rejected the order of God. They disobeyed God. They partook of the forbidden fruit. They were thrown out of the garden. And, you know, when they, they were thrown out of the garden, they probably said, you know, this isn't too bad. This isn't too bad, you know. We can still make it. We're still married. We can still survive. But here's what happened. They had two children, Cain and Abel. And what happened was, the way that sin affected Cain was, hate came into his life. Bitterness came into his life. Jealousy came into his life. And the the day came where Cain was so enraged that he killed his own brother. He killed his, his godly brother named Abel. You see, 
You say, I can, I can handle a little bit of sin. I can handle doing things my own way. But how's it going to affect your family? How's it going to affect your husband? How's it going to affect your wife? How's it going to affect your children? God creates order. Satan creates chaos. And so the question today that we've, every one of us has got to ask ourselves, who and what am I following after? I want to follow after the Lord. I want to follow after the Lord. I'm praying for you today, all right? I love you today. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the work that God is doing in your life. You're growing. You're learning. You're becoming. And God loves you today. God is pleased with you. And so I just continue. Just I encourage you to continue to go after God. Continue to go after God. Let's close. Stand with us today. We're going to close. We're going to close our online online message this morning with this prayer and then we're going to spend some time time singing and praising God. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, God, that from the beginning of creation there was an order. There was an order that you gave. There was an order that you gave. After you created man and woman there in the garden, you put them there, you placed them there. You gave them a perfect place to live and to dwell and to be blessed. Even though Adam and Eve gave in to sin and they were thrown out of that garden, thank you, God, for sending Jesus, your son, to save us, to reconcile us to our Father God. We thank you, Lord, for that. Help us, God. Teach us. Help us, Lord, to learn, to grow, to become like you. Help us to be willing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Help us to be willing to get into the Bible and begin to read it and let that word sink deep into our heart. And I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would take that word and give us direction and give us clarity and give us understanding to do your will and to follow after you and to follow after order and to follow after peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give the Lord a hand clap of praise today, would you? Thank you.